discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. So I'll, I'll briefly touch on three things before we close. Okay. Hallelujah. I just want to talk about three things by which we reign. Three things by which we reign. James 2 verse 9. Number one, we reign by love. Love. James 2. Let's read verse 7. Do not, do not they blaspheme that wedding name by which ye are called? In verse 8, if ye fulfill the royal law according to scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. There's a law, the Bible calls it the royal law. It's a law for kings. It's the law for royals. It's a law for royalty. Now, if we are royalty, if we are kings, there's a law that governs us. The Bible calls that the royal law. It's a law for kings. It is called love. Hallelujah. That is how we reign. Firstly, we reign by love. By walking in love. Love. Now, which kind of love am I talking about? First Peter 4 verse 8. We reign by love. Say, I'm royal. I'm royal. I, live by the royal law. I live by the royal law. The law for kings. The law. And the law of kings. The law of which is love. Which is love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the royal law. The law for kings. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Above all things. Hmm. You see, in Ephesians 6.14, above all, Taking the shield of faith. It's not 14. Stand therefore, having your. Okay. Having your loins get above the truth and having your breastplate huh? above all. Above all. So people are wondering okay, faith is above all, love is above all. Which is the most above? <laughs> <laughs> Because here he's addressing faith and he says above. But I explained about three years ago at uh, is it Alpha. The, the word above actually doesn't mean it's not it's not it's not speaking of importance. In the Greek it means covering all. It's a matter of position. Because the shade of faith covers your entire body. It's the size of a door. It, it covers the entire armory. Above all or covering all. It's not importance, but position. But when we come to First Peter 4.8, this one is a matter of importance. 
He's saying that the word charity here is wrongly translated. It's, it's, it's love, agape. Above all, above all things. So it's the first. Love is the most important thing. Have fervent charity, fervent love. Brethren, love is in degrees. And love operates in different temperatures. I want you to find out which temperature of love you are working in. Because love is in different temperatures. Now, the word here, the word here is fervent, which means hot blazing. Hot blazing. But in the Greek, the word fervent here is the word for white heated. <laughs> Above all, have white heated love among yourselves. When something is white heated, it's dangerous. Now, there's a difference between red heat and white heat. Red heat is when the heat is around 550 degrees Celsius. But when it is white heated, it is 1500 degrees Celsius. White heat is the kind of heat blacksmith uses to weld two metals together. Two metals cannot be put together. Impossible. But when they are red heated, they can't be put together. But when they are white heated, 1,500 to 600 degrees Celsius, they can easily be welded together. So that's the kind of heat blacksmith uses. <laughs> Hallelujah. And now Peter is saying that, <laughs> above all things, have white heated love. That's the Greek. <laughs> okay. White heated love among yourselves. My. My. So there's a love that is white heated. Hot. But the Bible also says in Matthew 24, verse 12, that, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. So there are different temperatures in love. In love. Which temperature are you working in? There's the cold love. Cold love. Then there is the heated love. The white heated love. Because all of us have the love of God in our heart. But for some, the love is cold. For others, it is white heated. So others have hot love, others have cold love, others are in the middle. Yes, it's lukewarm. White heated love, brethren, may we have white heated love. Listen, <laughs> sometimes you can get to a certain state, a place. Ah, the people are working in love, but they are still not one. Have you experienced that before? It could be men of God. But when you meet each of them, they are all wonderful. They are all working in love, but still there is no unity. It's because red heat cannot merge metals. <laughs> It is white heat that can melt, merge, and weld metals together. For us to be united, the kind of unity the Bible describes in the Acts of the Apostles, it comes by white heated love. Because two metals, you and me, we may never be able to fuse together. Your temperament is different from mine. Your disposition is mine. What you like, I don't like. What I like, you don't like. You understand? Our human differences, we can't, we can't weld together. But when the love is blazing, white heated, that love melts every offense. It will melt every grudge, every unforgiveness, every bitterness, every human limitation. White heated love, we can match together. This is the kind of love that was revealed when the church was born. The multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of, of them of the things which they possessed was their own, but they had one thing common. 
and great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. Acts 4 verse 32. Can you imagine that all of them, how can two people have the same hearts? But all the multitude had the same hearts. And can you imagine? He had one soul. And the Bible says that if I have my possessions, it wasn't mine. No one said this is mine. Mm. I wonder how even husband and wife cannot live like that. They are hiding their money from each other. <laughs> even husband and wife. But love economy, our love can be white heated. The kind of love that will weld us together. That love is not self-seeking. It doesn't insist on its right. It doesn't insist on its way. That love, ma, 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 condescend to men of low estate. We are of the same mind one towards another. We are not seeking to be elevated. We, oh, ma, 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 ma. Hallelujah. We prefer our brothers to be honored above ourselves. That is the Christ life. This is how we reign in the kingdom. White heated love. My. Hey. I like that temperature of love. When you are in this dream, it's like you are like Jesus. And look at what it says. For love shall cover a multitude of sins. First Peter 4 8. Love shall cover. When you walk in the white heated love, the Bible says it covers a multitude of sins. The word cover, it covers. Remember that in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 4 8, the Bible says, Love beareth all things. The passion says, Love is a safe shelter. Love bearing all things. King James is not quite clear. Love covers in silence the fault of others. So what it means is that 13 verse, verse 7. Yeah. First Corinthians 13. So what it means is that love is a safe shelter. Love covers. It covers the wrongs others have done. Though you are away, you cover it in silence. You don't say it to any other person. And you cover what offenses others have done to you. You also cover it. Because love does not pay attention to a suffered wrong. This is the amplified version of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. Love does not pay attention to a suffered wrong. Anytime you pay attention to what others have done to you, you are not working in love. Love does not take account of evil done to it. If you take account of this, what this brother did to me, sometimes in your mind, you feel like, hmm, this guy, I'm not going to call him again. I'm, I'm not going to call him. If I call, he doesn't pick. If I look, hmm, so in your heart, hmm, all of these, if you were quite heated, the power would have burned them away. What kind of, what kind of love is that? <laughs> this one, you are not even red heated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. That means that in the last days, people's love will not be hot, will not be heated, it will be cold. How can the love of the believers be cold? The iniquity is abounding in the world, but you are in a church, it has affected you. That means your mind is still in the world. Your mind is still controlled by the world. So the world has affected your love. So when your, your love is cold, you know what? You are full of offenses. You are full of grudges. You are full of exposing people's fault. You never forget vengeance. You never forget what other people have done to you. <laughs> and there are some people, they are lukewarm. 
like Ladisen Church. Jesus says they are neither hot nor cold. Hmm. The word Ladisen means the people's opinion. Hmm. They love according to reason. <laughs> I have to be reasonable. All right, hallelujah. So, brethren, this is the law for kings. You know, we reign, we reign. The Bible says, Sun shall not reign any longer in your mortal bodies. If you reign, sun cannot reign. That you should obey in, in it the last thereof. Let not sin reign any longer. Let not, that's NIV, let not sin reign in your mortal body. That is um, Romans 6, verses 12. That you should obey in it the last thereof. So, sin must not reign because you are reigning. But when you step out of love, you step into sin. Yeah. Let not sin reign. You can let not. The previous verse says that likewise, reckon your bodies, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. You see, reckon. To be dead indeed to sin here is talking about the penalty and the condemnation of sin. Yeah. What it means is that never walk in guilt and condemnation. Reckon that you are de- you, you never allow yourself to be condemned or to be guilty of anything you did. Don't. See, God never condemns. The Bible says, who is he that condemns? Anytime you walk in guilt and condemnation, you, will, you activate the power of sin. So even if you were a victim to something, rise up and don't walk in condemnation. Jesus paid for you, and God, anything that condemns you is not God. It's not God. Any condemnation is not God. It's either from yourself or from the devil. One of you. <laughs> Number two, so I said one is love. Number two, we reign by the gift of righteousness. Abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Romans 5 verse 17. Remember that the Bible says that the wicked run it when no man pursueth, but the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. Lion is a, is a king of the jungle. <laughs> Righteousness gives you the boldness of, of the lion, which speaks of kinship. Thank you, Jesus. We reign by righteousness. Once you understand this, for it by one man offense, death reigned as king. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign. Now we are taught how we reign by two things abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Anytime you fail, receive grace and continue. Anytime you fail, receive grace and continue. The more grace, the more you reign. But what is the gift of righteousness? Now, a gift is different from a reward. If you work for a month and you are given 5,000, you work the whole month and you are given 5,000 Ghana cities, you end it, true or false. So it's a reward. It's not a gift. But you never worked and you are given 5,000 Ghana cities. It's a gift. So this righteousness is not a reward. There, there is a reward of righteousness. There is a crown of righteousness. But what is happening here is righteousness as a gift is free of charge. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's the greatest gift in the entire Bible. It's the greatest blessing. Have you ever heard of the blessing of Abraham? 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curses every man that, that hangeth upon the tree. That a blessing, not the blessings, blessing, singular, of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. The blessing of Abraham is one. You know the blessing of Abraham? Righteousness. Righteousness. He counted the stars. Ah. Abraham believed God took his own righteousness. The Bible says it was imputed to his account. The word impute is uh, the word used for tellers. To put something in someone's bank account. God, God, God took, Abraham was spiritually bankrupt. God took his own righteousness and cashed it into Abraham's bank, bank account. <laughs> that means Abraham became, became as righteous as God. Because it was God's own righteousness. So that righteousness is a gift because you cannot leave it. <laughs> but when you receive it, it, you begin to manifest it. <laughs> and the Bible says in Romans 4.23 that it was not written for his sakes alone but for our sakes to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Christ from the dead so listen, the moment we receive Jesus because God put all our sins on Jesus and Jesus became sin it, it became legal for God to give us his righteousness so now it is a gift so now Christ has become our righteousness what it means is that now you are as righteous as Christ that's how God sees you. That's, this is the gospel. There's nothing less than that. <laughs> so now when you stand before God, you are thinking about your weaknesses. God sees is seeing Christ. You are in him. Just imagine if this is your mindset. <laughs> your prayers will be answered. You have authority in prayer. But when you go to prayer, you are thinking of what you have done and what you have not done. So it defeats your faith to receive. No... <laughs> but if you stand, it's like Jesus is standing before him. Righteousness means that I have the standing of the son. I have the rights of the son. I have the position of the son. I have the inheritance of the son. I have the life of the son. I have the nature of the son. I have the responsibility of the son. My, 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 my. The son becomes my qualification. The son is my acceptance. God is entitled to treat me just as he would have treated Jesus because he is my righteousness. He is my qualification. If God turned his eyes on me, God cannot. It means he's turning his eyes on Jesus. And the thing is, everything belongs to Jesus. Nothing is, is denied of Jesus. And now, if you are in that same position, then everything is yours. Then you not now sweat to end it. You now praise and walk because you know everything is yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, what a joy. I am the righteousness of God. Much more shall they who receive and the word receive in the Greek is present continuous. That means you keep receiving. That means every day you are conscious that I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Let me ask you a question. If you are having, you are suffering from a, the feeling, the pain of migraine, what do you say? You say, in Jesus' name I'm healed. Do you confess the pain or confess health? In the same way, let me show you something. You are suffering from a kind of addiction. You are troubled. You have temper problems. What do you confess? Confess that I'm the righteousness of God. It's the same. <laughs> when you are weak, you confess his strength. 
When you fail, don't confess the fail, the failure. Confess that you have his righteousness. That's how strength is imparted. You know how I make my declarations in the Bible? I'm the righteousness of God. I take the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible talks about the blessing of the righteous. For instance, in Proverbs, the Bible says that in the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. And I go up and down, I've done, and I confess. I am the righteousness of God. God sees me righteous. So in the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. So there is much treasure in my house, in the name of Jesus. And I start declaring. Then another verse is in Proverbs. The righteous shall be delivered from trouble. In Jesus' name, I am delivered from trouble. Because I am righteous in God's eyes. <laughs> then the Bible says that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. That is my children. So if there's any challenge with my children, I take it. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. God can, his, that is hard, his word cannot fail. I am his righteousness. God knows it. Because he was satisfied with his, the death of his son. God cannot change his mind. And if I declare it, my seed is delivered because I am God's righteousness. When you are hungry, the Bible says the Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. You start declaring it and food will come from somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says the lips of the righteous feed many. As I declare, I begin to feed many with the word of God. So all the blessings of the righteousness is yours. So righteousness is not something we end. It's a gift given to us. Hallelujah. We are all righteous. The Bible says in Romans 4, 13, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham and to his seed through performance, through the law, through trying to achieve something, but through the righteousness of faith. When he believed, it was given him. It is by this, on this foundation, we can reign. Praise God. You are praying for the sick, and an evil thought comes through your head. What do you do? Satan says, look, Satan whispers, you are disqualified. Look at this evil thought. You are not holy before God. If you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear you. <laughs> you have regarded iniquity. Then you go like, hmm, it's true. Then you tell the sick person, the Lord will do it. The, the, the Lord will do it. <laughs> but imagine you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They stand up. You bless the person, hallelujah. <laughs> you know who you are in Christ. All right. The rest, Pastor Mark will continue because of time. We continue with the message. Lastly, we reign by, kings reign by words. Words. Now, this righteousness is very important. Now, Please give me Philippians 3, 8 to 10. Philippians 3. Let's go to verse 9 because of time. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. The advantages of you knowing that you, are, you have the gift of righteousness. If you have the conscience and the consciousness that Christ is your righteousness and your righteousness is by faith, look at what Paul is saying. The next verse. That I may know him. He's saying that the only way to know Jesus is to know that you are righteous by faith. Once you know you are righteous by faith, that's the foundation on which you can know Jesus. 
or you didn't hear what Paul is saying. And to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, but that which is by the righteousness which is by faith. The righteousness of, of, of God which is by faith, that I may know him. So once you know that you have this gift of righteousness, not something I'm trying to end, that's how you can know him. We'll continue just what I've said, we'll continue it another time. I will explain it another time. Because of time. Hallelujah. Once you know this righteousness, you can know Jesus. And your life will reflect. That's how you can walk in holiness. Finally, we reign by words. Ecclesiastes 8 4. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Is that not so? If a king wants to dig, wants to dig a hole, he doesn't take a shovel to go and dig the hole. If you see any king digging a hole, he, I'm not sure he's even a king. <laughs> if a king wants to dig a hole, he doesn't take a shovel, he only speaks. And God said, and God said, and it was, and God said, just by speaking. Now, listen, if we learn how to reign by our words, you know what is, what is happening? God, by being trained, by, by, by speaking words of faith and of life, we are being trained how we are going to reign in the next age. In the next age, the world to come. We are being trained. Words are very important. It is by the mouth of beeps and sucklings that God silences the, the enemy, the avenger. The mouth of beeps and sucklings. He silences Satan by the mouth of beeps and sucklings. And words are so important. We reign by words. You see, those who don't speak, their angels are not always active. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them? The Bible didn't say to minister to them, but for them. There's a difference. They are sent to minister for them. That means angels are just all around you. What you say, pa, they go and make it happen. So they are ministering not to you, of course, they minister to you, but their chief function is to minister for you. So as you start proclaiming and confessing the word, they are all over working. Hallelujah. You see, maturity in Christianity has to do with being able to speak the word. Henceforth, we be no, we be no more children tossed to and fro. Ephesians 4, verse 14. The word children there is the word nepios. Nepios. That means you are just infants and not matured. Nepios. It's nepios. Ne is not. Epos means speaking, not speaking. He's saying those who are spiritual infants are those who have not learned to speak the word of God in their situations, in their circumstances, in their lives, in their marriage. Their mouth is closed. They have not learned how to speak God's word. Hallelujah. It's all about speaking. The word of faith, which is in our mouth, is about speaking. The spirit of faith is about speaking. Hallelujah. My, my, my. So, look. Things reign. Your life will change by the things you say. And don't wait until you feel headache then you confess healing. You should be confessing health by your daily devotion before the sickness tries and it will never come. But if you wait until you start speaking, it is quite too late. Be speaking health and wealth. Don't wait when there's no money in your pocket. In Jesus' name, I'm rich. No, it's too late. Of course, you can't. But you should say it constantly. Like Psalm 91 verse 10. Let me show you. It's a good confession. Psalm 91 verse 10. 
my, 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 my. There's no evil before thee. Now, the Swedish, the Swedish version of the Bible says, there's no accident. <laughs> Come on you, or befall you. Neither shall any plague. Now, in the Hebrew, the word plague is the word for stroke. And the word dwelling is the word for family. So, there shall no accident befall you. Neither shall any stroke come nigh your family. It's a declaration. Hallelujah. You can just be declaring it. And no stroke will come nigh your family. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are always traveling. No accident. The Bible calls confession profession. The King James uses the word profession. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Yet, King James says profession. Your confession must be your profession. What is your profession? Your profession is your occupation, your job, what you do every day. He uses the word profession to tell you that your confession must be something you do daily. Your confession must be your occupation, something you live, you live in. My, 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 my. I'm trying to close in five minutes. That's why I'm speaking very fast. Because I'll come next year. That's why I've taken all the time. <laughs> but I'll finish very soon. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the Bible, oh, Hebrews 3, 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession. We see high priest and confession. Hebrews 3, 1. Hebrews 4, 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have such an high priest which is passed on to the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We have high priest and confession. Then we have Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. Seeing therefore that we have such an we have a high priest over the house of God. Verse 21. High priest over the house of God. Let us draw now with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water, and let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for his faith, verse 23, for his faithful that promised. So we see high priest confession, high priest confession. Listen, Jesus is our high priest. In his high priestly office, what he's doing is, is to deal with your confession. The word confess means to say the same thing again, to repeat to say again what the word has said. Okay, to say again what the word has said. To repeat in concept. So, I shall not die. I shall live to declare the works of God. Then you repeat it. It's called confession, homologia. He's a high priest of our confession. You know what it means? If you stop confessing, you stop or limit the ministry of your high priest. <laughs> so, he's just the high priest to receive your confessions. Not confession of sins, confessions of the word and declarations of faith. No confession, no high priest. But if you confess the word, you release the ministry of your high priest. Are you here with me? If you refuse to confess the word, you will lose your case by default. This thing is not for knowledge, it's for practice and living. You must be doing it. Otherwise, you see, what you are today is a reflection of what you said yesterday. And the Lord told me to tell you to reign. That's why I've taken all the time by words. Take your time and speak to your finances. Speak to your marriage. Speak to your, your business. 
speak to your role in church, your function. Speak, speak, speak every time. Speak, hallelujah. And in your normal conversation, make sure you don't, you don't negate what you have confessed. And finally, in Hebrews 11, verse, verse 2, now, Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, this verse is not addressing the creation of the world. This verse is not addressing how God created the world. You see, commentators will tell you that God is creating the world. No, it's not about God creating the world. Through faith we understand that the worlds, it's not cosmos, it's ion. Cosmos is you get the word cosmetics or structure it's not god creating the stellar universe and the earth no it's the word ion ion speaks of ages different periods of time course of life dispensations different times like we have the days of abraham it's an ion the days of david is an ion the days of moses is a, a moment of time in human history praise god through faith we understand that the various periods in human history were framed. It's not a word for creation. Frame means to restore something to its original design. To, to fall in line with the word of God. Or with the plan of God and the purposes of God. We're framed by the word of God. The word of God here is the rhema. You know rhema. Rhema is not God speaking. Rhema is a man speaking God's word. Rema is never used in the New Testament for God speaking. Rema is used for a man, God speaking through a man, or a man speaking God's word. <laughs> That's Rema. So what it means is that, now what it means is that, through faith, all the men of old, they changed the course of their history and their time by speaking God's word. They changed the status quo. That is why from verse 4, I start by saying by faith, Abel. And if from Abel it goes to Enoch, then it goes to Noah, then it goes to Abraham. Why? He's just explaining verse 3. He's explaining the ion, what they did in their ion, in their days. Hallelujah. In their days, they changed their days through the word of God which they spoke. They began to speak the word of God and they changed their ion. They changed their days. They fastened it the way God wants it to be by the word of God in their mouth. And when they spoke, they framed the word. Hallelujah. So you can frame your future. You can frame your marriage. You can frame your business. You can frame what you are doing. You, you can frame your life. You can frame which house you live in. You understand? You, you can frame. You can speak into your husband, into your wife. You, you can frame the kind of work you want to work with God. You can frame. It's all about the rhema. Rhema is you taking the scriptures and personalizing it. And you speaking the word out of faith. And when you release the word, the word is created. And when these men spoke the word, the thing they spoke never existed. But when they spoke in faith, faith brought to pass what they spoke. Because faith is a substance. Faith releases the tangibilities. Faith releases and has the ability to reproduce what it says. Brethren, the power is in your mouth. We also have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. You can change your ion.
Sometimes the devil wants to mess up with your ion. The devil wants to bring diseases and sicknesses and disappointment and failure and disadvantage in your course of life. That is why we have dreams. When you have a dream, you see what the devil has planned for you. When you have a dream, you see what is going to happen. God is showing you what the devil has pre-programmed in your ion. But with the word on your mouth, you can frame your world and take the negativities out of it so that your life will become the way God wants you to live. I'm telling you, if you are struggling with addiction, addiction is not part of your ion. If you are struggling with masturbation, it's not part of your ion. If you are struggling with pornography, it is not part of your ion. If you are struggling with poverty, it is not part of your ion. There is something you can do. It's the word of God on your lips. The word of God in your mouth. It is called a rhema. And take the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God. You can weaponize the word. The word can be weaponized. And if you take the word, the sword of the spirit can slash the cancer into pieces, can slash tuberculosis into pieces, can slash worry into pieces, can slash disappointment into pieces. The word on your mouth, the word is God's own word. The word pierces, the word penetrates, the word is powerful. Hey, speak into your life how your family wants to be, how you like your family to be, how you like your marriage to be, how you like your work with God to be. You can frame your world. You can frame your ion. You can frame your days. Hey, he that will love life and see good days, let him keep his mouth from speaking evil. He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. He that keepeth his mouth and his lips, keepeth his soul from troubles. Hey, the word is mighty in thy heart and in thy mouth. If thou shalt believe in thy heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. Hey, the word is in your mouth. You can frame your world. You can frame your world. It doesn't matter what you are experiencing today. You can change it. You can change it. He commanded it and it was. He commanded and it was so. You can change it. You can change it. You can change it. Hey, accident is not part of you. Stroke is not part of you. Diseases is not part of you. Hey, yours is long life. Yours is long life. Malay We reign in life. We reign in life. We reign in life. Hey, hey, joy unspeakable, joy unspeakable, the peace of God that passeth all understanding, the place of peace and the place of joy, the place of peace and the place of joy. Hey, it's your portion. I reign and I rule. Baba. Thank you, Jesus. 
I pray my world. I pray my course of life. Hey. The path of the just man is like a shining light. And shineth brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Hey! It's brightness. Ma, 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 ma. I am full of love. My love is white heated. My love is white heated. The royal law is my portion. The law of kings. My love is hot blazing. I walk in unity with the brethren. I walk in love towards the brethren. Forgiving one another. Hey, my love is white heated. My love is white heated. Hey, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In the bond of peace. Ma, 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 ma. I reign in love. In love. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Whatever cannot befall Jesus cannot befall me. Whatever cannot defeat Jesus cannot defeat me. Hey! 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 Whatever cannot defeat Jesus cannot defeat me. I am the righteousness of God. I am in the place of the Son. Lift up your hands. Father, in this last minute, give your grace to your people. Whenever we fall short, give us great grace. Now, the grace of God comes down. It's on you. Receive it. Oh, my sister, you are blessed. <laughs> hey! And you are blessed. And you are blessed. You are blessed. Shakati. Receive all grace for that beautiful life in Christ Jesus. Receive all grace. Lift up your hands. Everyone keep quiet. Now put your hand. We receive it. We receive it. Now put your hand. Your heart is melting. All those bondages you have been freed of. I'm telling you. You have been freed of all those bondages. Today is the day of liberty. You are set loose. Every damage in your body is repaired. Every impairment in your body is gone. I dismiss sicknesses you cannot see and you can see. I dismiss them now. By the authority of Christ in my mouth, I have declared you healed. Every spirit that troubles you is loosed and you are free. The money is coming. 
you are full of glory father you give them gold dust and it's their portion we are all transformed for good let the beauty of the lord rest on us to him alone be glory God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.